Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What's up, Thunder fans? My name is Matty Moles, and you people are listening to Topic Thunder. Why are you all in my ear? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, the Thunder played basketball tonight, or last night, if you are listening to the podcast tomorrow, uh, as in Thursday. They had to defend home court against the Indiana Pacers, who absolutely blew them out when the two teams played on the road for the Thunder uh, a couple weeks ago. The Thunder did a good job staying competitive in this one. Uh, they just did not have enough gas, and the wheels fell off. They could not keep pace <laughs> with Indiana late in the fourth quarter as they fell 107-100. to 100. There are a lot of positives to take out of this game. There were a few negatives. Obviously, we lost. Obviously, uh, things didn't go the way we wanted them to, but some things went well. Some things were, again, positives that we can take into the next game and into the future. It also ended our win streak. We had won uh, our last two and three of our last four. So back to the drawing board now. But uh, overall, it's a fairly good game, fairly entertaining. Uh, decent show out by the fans in Oklahoma City for a Wednesday night. All right, we will get to that and more. But you know what you have to do. I'm talking about hooking up the TiVo. You don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. Let's 
let's get this thing going. In the first quarter, the Thunder made it a point to feed Steven Adams. He was super active early. Uh, the offense was just moving through him, and he was active on the offensive boards. He had 10 points to the first 4 minutes and 30 seconds into the game, and then they took him out because they've seen lately that he's more effective when they have a moderate amount of minutes that he plays, and so they wanted to, uh, to tailor some of that a little bit early on. Well, right after that, Nerlens Noel came in, and the Pacers went on a 9-0 run to take a 4-point lead. Chris Paul came out, Dennis came in at 539. Nice two-man game between Gallo and Nerlens to end the drought for OKC. Brogdon immediately hit a three to get to 10 points on the game. Brogdon wouldn't be too much of a factor the rest of the game. OKC early on really wasn't contesting anything on defense, but Dennis Schroeder coming in, he attacked the paint early and often. He really helped sustain the offense once Steven Adams went out and that helped keep the Thunder in it. Early on, SGA uh, still not getting anything to fall early on in this one and then really sustained throughout, but he was very active on defense and he did attack the basket. He had a couple of big plays in this game, but really it wasn't a very efficient game for him. Uh, Turner had two fouls as Dennis Schroeder drew the charge. And then uh, Adams was back in at 224. Right after that, Abdel Nader, MVP himself for three to cut it to two. And Dennis Schroeder with a bucket uh, with two seconds left after a little bit of play. And Oklahoma City was up 29 to 26 at the end of the first quarter. Uh, a nice block on one end led to a push by the Bays man himself where he... Did a little semi-spin, almost fell down, kicked it out to Dennis Schroeder for three. Cha-ching, Thunder Money Ball. A poke out on the defensive end by Noel on Sabonis. Abdel Nader gets a steal, and then he did what I call the Egypt step. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, around the defender for the finish, and then SGA came back in. He uh, went for a layup that we've seen him finish. It was, it was a tough contested layup off balance, but he was just a little bit short. Then he got aggressive, got a steal uh, on the defensive end, and that led to an easy bucket, an easy dunk on the offensive end. Nerlens Noel stripped Domus, and then Domus proceeded to plow right through Nerlens. No call, ball out of bounds off of Nerlens Noel. Nerlens was shaken up a little bit and went to the bench. Indiana keeps the ball. Right. SGA had a questionable offensive foul where he dribbled around Brogdon and kind of stopped and leaned over so Brogdon would bump into him. Um, Brogdon did that, but then they called the foul on SGA. It's not like we don't see James Harden do this like 1,547 times a game and get away with it. But SGA is not considered a superstar, so he's not going to get the superstar calls. Whatever. Okay. Danilo got the ball, uh, punked Brogdon in the paint, made the bucket to cut it to one-point deficit. Adams was battling Demonis Sabonis all game long. Uh, CP3 drove in and sucked uh, Sabonis' defense towards him. 
CP3 with a nice easy dish over to Adams for a little uh, six foot jumper. If you want to call it a jumper, just an easy touch. Gallo had a, a wide open three point miss at the buzzer and OKC went up, went to the half up one, 50 to 49. The third quarter, Danilo Gallinari was in fuego. Uh, he hit back to back to back threes to start this half. Steven Adams on a nice give and go where Steven Adams threw it back to SGA, cutting to the basket, and uh, Steven Adams picked up his fifth dime in the game with 721 left in the third. Again, like I said, this offense was going through Steven Adams uh, for big chunks of the game, at least where he could be involved and he was a facilitator, although he would go quite a while without actually shooting a shot in the second half. Okay. Everyone, there, there was a possession where everybody, all five guys, touched the ball and it ended up in Gallo's hands to splash the three, OKC up four. Ferguson, you, you may have seen this on Twitter. Ferguson had a nice uh, pump fake and then he drove to the basket. He, he jumped up, kind of did a pump, and then scooped it out underneath and a nice little finger roll uh, in nothing but the bottom of the net he absorbed just a little bit of contact no call but he had to have been airborne for like 14 seconds he was up there for a while offense ended up getting it to sga for a wide open three from straight away and he missed it but gallo came out of nowhere with the tip in he was super aggressive he being gallo on the offensive end and was really getting what he wanted uh offensively CP3 missed from the elbow and went to 0 for 4 for the night, but excuse me, he was a great distributor through most of this game. At this point in the third quarter, he had seven assists. Terrence Ferguson made a corner three, and at this point, I noted OKC was five for eight from three uh, in the quarter, but they would finish five of ten from three in the third quarter. Dennis Schroeder gets an and one to end a short Thunder drought. Uh, ball out on holiday and Billy Donovan challenged. This was obviously out on holiday. Didn't touch SGA at all. The newscast, they they were like, what did we miss? What what are we not seeing? The challenge resulted in, uh, in OKC not getting the ball back. This led to Demonis Bonus make to cut it to one. Holiday made a drive, and now it's Indiana by one. Indiana 79, OKC 78. Can I just take a second to rant, or just to ask a question? Multiple sports fans, what's worse? The defensive pass interference challenge, essentially, or the pass interference challenge in the NFL, or the coach's challenge in the NBA? They are both awful. Neither one of them is highly efficient. Neither one of them really gets us the right call more often than not. It's like, why are we doing it at all? Why can't we just do it the right way? Why can't we make the right call? How hard is it? We have all this technology. It's almost 2020, right? It's almost 2020. We should be able to get this right the first time and not just have it be right in hindsight. And that is your dad joke of the day and also my rant of the day. Going into the fourth quarter, Steven Adams got his first bucket in the second half with 9.40 left in the game. So mind you, 
He had 10 points in the first four and a half minutes of a game. He got his first bucket in the second half with 9.40 left in the game on a putback. It wasn't even intended to go to him. What is going on with our offense? Why does Steven Adams go so long without shooting a shot? SGA finally got a three to fall, a wide open three, cut it to one. CP3 came back in the game. Look, Chris Paul, he had a rough game too. Again, a really good distributor. A pick and roll action to Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel didn't really have a huge game either. He was a negative five in the plus minus. But pick and roll action, he was very active. A lot of nice two-man game between him and CP3, him and Danilo Gallinari. Noel had himself an all right game, but the stat sheet will not show that. Okay, uh, CP3 finally got a shot to fall with 5-10 left. Stopped the bleeding as OKC's offense was anemic and then came back down and hit another jumper right in front of Demonis Sabonis. I was like, is he heating up? Potentially, Twitter was asking the same question. Narrator, he was not, unfortunately. But Indiana called the timeout, then they came back in and, and made a bucket right away. Gallup missed an open three after missing a lightly contested jumper. But on right after that, the Indiana Pacers had three straight fouls that ended up with a nice and one opportunity for SGA. Uh, he made it, cut cut the lead to one. Okay, and now it's starting to get into the nitty gritty. Offensive foul on Sabonis, three minutes left. OKC down one. Let's go. CP3 missed a jumper and Adams, who was eight for eight at this point with the putback to put OKC on the high side. The place went nuts. And then right after, Miles Turner hits a three to answer, and Indiana would not look back the rest of the way. Nice defensive stop by OKC, but Warren got an offensive rebound over CP3 and got the foul, made both, up five. Adams was fouled on a putback, made both to cut it to three. Lamb hit a floater, SGA answered, missed by Brogdon, but a bad OKC possession was a miss miss three by Ferguson. Foul on Warren, or foul, we fouled Warren who made both. Indiana was up five, timeout. Then we go to inbound it. Holiday steals the inbound, made the layup, and that's all she wrote. Indiana, 107, OKC, 100. Ugh. All right, into some team stats before we get into the overall player-by-player uh, player statistics. Indiana made 42 field goals. OKC made 41. It was 48% for both uh, for their field goal percentage. 37.5%, nine makes from three. For the Pacers, 34%, nine makes from three. For the Thunder, pretty even so far. Uh, Free throws, 14 for the Pacers. Made out of 17 attempts. Nine made for the Thunder out of 10 attempts. Seven additional attempts in a game that resulted in a seven-point loss for the Thunder. Kind of big. Rebounds. It was fairly even, 39-37. to Here's the difference. 11 offensive rebounds and eight offensive rebounds for the Thunder. So we were negative three in that column. And there were several... There were lots of times that were the second chance points occurred for the Pacers. It didn't happen for the Thunder, and that really was the difference in the game. Assists. OKC had 25 assists on 41 field goals. Pretty nice. 
Three assists and five blocks. Very good on the defensive end, but 13 turnovers. 15 points off turnovers for both teams, so even there. Uh, points in the paint. OKC rock them out. 60 points in the paint. Fouls are pretty even, and each team's largest lead was seven points. But again, the second chance points for the Pacers ended up being a big deal, as well as the additional free throws. A couple of them being at the end when OKC had to foul prolong the game all right for the Pacers Sabonis scored 17 had 13 rebounds two assists two steals Jeremy Lamb 13 points TJ Warren Thunder Killer continued to be so 9 of 15 shooting 24 points on the game one assist four rebounds Turner 12 points including that huge three to change the momentum Brogdon with only 11 points I told you he had 10 points early on in the game, he would only finish with 11. Uh, Holiday had 12 points off the bench. And Doug McDermott hit 14 points, getting back at the Thunder. So overall, bench points for the Pacers. They had 30 points compared to uh, OKC's uh, 34. So OKC actually did better uh, on their bench unit. But... Chris Paul being a starter, only giving us four, kind of hurt this game. So we'll roll right into his stats and the rest of the Thunder stats, uh, excluding our player of the game. So Chris Paul had four points. He was negative six in the plus minus. He did have 10 assists and four rebounds. Mm, Just a rough game for him, two of nine from the field. Terrence Ferguson in 32 minutes at eight points was a negative eight. Three of seven from the field, two of six from three. Danilo Gallinari, he was red hot to start the second half. He only had 18 points, though, considering uh, how hot he was. Six rebounds, two assists, seven of 13 shooting, four of six from three. I will take that from him just about every game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander in 36 minutes. He had the most minutes played on the team. He also had the most field goal attempts on the team and the most three-point attempts on the team. He was 7 of 19 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3, 3 boards, 3 assists, a steal, and 16 points, but a negative 19 on the game uh, in the plus-minus. Baisley had a point, Nader, very efficient, uh, 3 of 4, 1 of 1 from the 3-point line. Nerlens Noel, 8 points, 1 block, 2 steals, an assist, 3 rebounds, kind of stuffed the stat sheet a little bit. Didn't go bananas, but had a solid game. Dennis Schroeder was a plus three on the game. He had 18 points, four boards, an assist, and a block. Uh, Eight of 17, not too bad for him. One of two from three and one of one from the free throw line. The highest plus minus on the team was Deontay Burton, who scored zero points and had an assist, but uh, played pretty solid defense in his eight minutes there were several times where he cut off lanes and and didn't let like mcconnell get behind him and cause any havoc in the paint uh, with his drive and dish capability Uh, did the same with brogdon so solid minutes for burton even though his stat sheet didn't really show it all right so there's one significant player left off that i did not talk about you might be able to guess it he is our player of the game And our player of the game is... 
Steven Adams. He played 29 minutes. You know, if you've seen Love, actually, there's this scene where this guy has had a crush on this girl, and his uh, and this girl is married to his best friend, and he comes out and he he knocks on the door and she answers and he doesn't really say anything but he has these cards and at the end of it he says to me you're perfect well you know what Stephen Adams to me you are perfect because you were eight of eight from the field four for four from the free throw line you had five offensive rebounds to go with your four defensive rebounds so that's nine total, three assists, and two blocks, and 20 points. You led us in scoring, as you should, on a lot of nights. There have been a lot of haters. A lot of people said, man, you don't really deserve that contract. But you earned that contract tonight. You played great defense on Sabonis. You were all over the place on the boards. Your five offensive rebounds helped sustain possessions for us, helped us get some second-chance points. You had some really nice putbacks. You drew some fouls. You made your free-throw shots. You facilitated for others. Man, you, you had a great game. You had yourself a game. So, Steven Adams, enjoy it. You are our player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get do I get anything? Did I win? Do I get I a bonus? <laughs> That'll be sick. That's no, just I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. So what does this mean for the Oklahoma City Thunder moving forward? Well, on Friday, they play another home game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then they finish up with uh, three games in four nights. The, the 8th of December, the 9th of December, and the 11th of December, all starting a West Coast swing at Portland, at Utah, at Sacramento, and then wrapping up their week at Denver. Mm. Sounds like they really need to get a win against Minnesota before going on the road, a place where they only have one win on the season, excuse me, two wins on the season, at Golden State and at New Orleans. Hmm. Where are we at as far as the standings go? The Thunder had a chance to be right there for the 8th seed tonight if they would have gotten a win because I think Phoenix lost. Instead, they are solid full game back still. Phoenix is 9-11 at the 8th seed. Then the Kings, the Thunder, and the Blazers and Spurs all have 8 wins. The Kings have one less loss than the Thunder making them only a half game back of Phoenix for the 8th seed. But we can gain a whole game on the Minnesota Timberwolves as they are 10-10, and 10, so that could help. It's going to be very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, where the Thunder are at the end of that swing uh, next week when they play at Denver. Because on the 15th of December... A large portion of the league is unfrozen. That's because a large portion of the league signed new deals in the offseason 
and that also means that that is that are that will enable more teams to be suitors for the services of Chris Paul and his large contract. Should the Thunder decide to trade him, and should somebody decide to trade for him? Also, Danilo Gallinari. That's the the elephant in the room. When is he going to be traded? I don't know. These guys are bought in. They're playing hard. Thunder are in a lot of games. They're losing to really good teams and beating up on the teams that they should beat up on. They've had a really tough schedule so far. But it's the NBA, (laughs) and it's not going to wait for anybody. So... Sam Presti is pretty shrewd, and he's going to do what it takes to make this team a competitor again. And if that means trading away guys to make us a less competitive team now, to make us a better team later, he's going to do so. And within the next couple of weeks, the Thunder, week and a half, actually, with today being the fourth, um, the Thunder will be in position to do just that. be very interesting to see, y'all. Uh, But thanks for going along for the ride, and thank you for listening to the OKC Topic Thunder podcast with our wrap-up of Game 20 of the 2019-2020 NBA season. I've been your host, Matty Malls. It has been a pleasure. If you'd like to keep up with us and all of our things, we got some some guests lined up uh, coming up, so stay tuned for that. You can find all of our stuff on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Stay engaged with us there. We love the interaction. You can find us on BigHeadsMedia.com, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever you get your content, we are also there. So thank you so much for joining us. And as always, thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.